2: Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Doing the Favorite Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Brown. You can follow me on Twitter at EricBrown740. Of course, always follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok by searching at Doing the Favorite Normally, I have a spiel here. I do. I'm not going to do it this evening. Uh, Barry, I think I speak to of Many, 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 many people reached out to me and you i know and i just want to personally say welcome back man.
0: appreciate that yeah um uh, we, we talked about me uh me going back home uh for thanksgiving i was gonna you know i was gonna surprise my family and i ended up getting a surprise uh when i left wednesday um my mom ended up having a stroke on her brain stem uh, she had a blood clot in her, like blocking the fluid from exiting. Um, she lasted uh, like three days and passed away on that Saturday. Uh, and yeah, like everybody, all of our people, our community, even people we didn't really know, um, got a hold of me, you know, sent their well wishes and, uh, you know, I appreciated. it. I felt love. I had my cries, had my, you know, had my moments. Uh, But yeah, I talked to you every day, came and saw you, stopped Mm -hmm. seeing Lilybug. Um, So that was a highlight. We went out and ate, had roosters. Mm -hmm, uh, That's right. Had no idea their wings were whole chicken legs. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think I, I ate like three, four, and I was done. Ordered 10, couldn't hang. But uh yeah man I had I had fun uh considering what happened um uh, you guys all took my mind off of it so uh, that was a blessing so I I thank you guys and uh yeah so those that didn't know what happened that's what happened that's why we've been we've been off we had some had some life things happen yeah. but uh yeah we're back man so we're going to Started off with a little, uh little wrestling tonight.
2: I, I, and just to kind of piggyback on what you said, I know how much that support can mean. And I know a lot of us have never met each other and things like that. And I don't know, for me, it was just beautiful to see uh so many people come together for Barry and reach out to me and ask me if you're okay. It's stuff you don't even know about. And yeah, it was, it was a lot. And I'm, I'm glad that you're here and I'm glad we're back. And hopefully, uh, we can bring some normal back into your life and take your mind off some things that's going on. And I'm excited to do that. And I thought that since you've obviously been out of the loop for a couple weeks, yeah, that the best thing we could do today is we wanted to do a show. Because I didn't know if we were going to do a show tonight. And then I got that. I got that You guys don't know about the famous text I get about 2 o'clock on, <laughs> on Tuesdays, which is, what are we going to talk about tonight? And I just what got fuck, a big what old smile. What going
0: to we gonna talk about? <laughs> what
2: fuck we going to talk about tonight? I got a big old smile on my face. I said, he's back. He's back. So I thought about it. I was like, man, we talk about this, talk about that. And I'm like, you know, fuck it. Let's go back to our roots. Let's do a watch along. Let's do a good old fashioned WCW watch along. Of course, we're going to talk about current day things and probably talk about a little legwork I may have worked in or whatever. You know, the the conversation will vary. So I don't think you necessarily will have to do the watch along to enjoy this show, but it'll help because obviously you'll know what we're watching, too. And we picked uh, December 4th. 1995 we did it because it was a 45 minute long episode that's back before they went to two
0: hours um you see like it's gonna be a pretty pretty fun show barry yeah again i'm i'm excited uh i love that i actually love that time frame for wrestling kind of that transitional period Mm -hmm. into a into a different little era of wrestling but uh i do want to say that my one of my favorite moments while I was back was uh was when we went to Roosters. I was with Eric and Rachel, and Lily had already made it there. And Lily, me and Lily, I always say Lily bug, Lily bug, and she'll know it's me, but I had a mask on, so she had no idea who who it was. <laughs> and I took, you know, I took the mask down, said it, and she had a ball. And that was uh, that was worth it to me. That was worth the drive.
2: Yeah, Lily loves her Uncle Husky. If you guys don't know. So I wear the Husky shirt. I wear any kind of doing the favorite shirt that has Barry on it. It's Husky, Husky, Husky. So I knew that, <laughs> yeah. And Lily, she has that, I mean, she's that age where she's very joyful and loud and she can kind of, she can light up her room. So yeah, I'm glad that, glad we got to visit. But you guys go to, uh, where are we on here? Let's see what episode we are. Guys go to, Season one, episode 14 of WCW Nitro. That is December 4th,
1: 1995. Get that hoe to all zeros. We'll give you guys a little bit of time. Pause it. Do what
2: you got to do. Get there. We are going to work off of why you guys find it. I've never met this individual. We're going to work off a website, though, that he has a lot of fun facts throughout the matches and times, and he gives his own little star rating. This website is called blogofdoom.com. It has a WCW Nitro tab. And just go to December 4th, 1995. He posted this on January 3rd, 2020, by L... I'm just going to spell it. L. S. -S 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 C. L S Cisco, L S C I S C O. But I went through a lot of websites. I read I read this one. I thought he did a great job. He's done, I think he's done all the nitros. So that's a lot of work. But he's watched all the nitros and get a report and star rating for every match. Good for you, brother. We're gonna utilize your hard work. I'm gonna try to find him on t- if you guys know this guy on Twitter, by the way, or if he listens, please, please, please reach out. I would love to talk to you and promote what you got going here because i think it's fucking great
0: actually. yeah and know how you have so much time <laughs> and
2: he's yeah he even uh, uh references the history of wwe.com for like attendance and who paid and raw ratings and this rating so this is gonna be fun but barry i am ready if you are
0: i'm ready bro let's get up all
2: right i'm just gonna do a little countdown when I when i say the p word you guys hit the p word button
1: all right, and three, two, one, play. We're just gonna go ahead and keep the intro
2: up. That way, we don't miss anybody up. I this is I love this intro, this old school nitro city burning. I love all of it, Barry.
0: This is yeah how it feels. nostalgia, nostalgia mm-hmm. feels.
2: Got it blown up here. I believe we are in. Oh, we got the sign blowing up here. We're in Phoenix, Arizona, folks. TNT Live from Phoenix, Arizona. This show drew 9,000 fans, 3,000 of whom paid.
0: (laughs) A third of the crowd
2: paid. Amazing. Papering the fuck out of that thing. This is, I love their old stages, the whole setup, the big WCW before they went to that horrible Exploding Vagina logo. This is back in the day. This is pre NWO. In the booth, we got Mongo. We got Bischoff, and we got Hanan. I don't know what the fuck Bischoff is wearing. This is fantastic.
0: Yeah, he's he's definitely got his Western wear on. Mongo's got his dog.
2: And as Bischoff is talking, I believe he's saying that he announces that the WCW executive committee has decided 48 minutes ago that Hulk Hogan, the Giant, and Ric Flair are all on probation if they do something wrong. They could indefinitely be suspended.
1: Ooh. Indefinitely. What does he have in the bag in front of him? Looks like a that's bag of chips. But
2: <laughs> with, with a tail sticking out of it. Yeah. Uh your thoughts on Mongo.
0: I feel I feel bad about uh what he's going through right now. Yes, that's yes, yes. that's awful. Um was he ever uh I guess outside the ring he was a horseman? <laughs> ring ring in ring work not no, but uh, I guess he's a really great guy, like generous they to a it. fault, yeah, generous to a fault, they say like he will if you're walking down the street and they're like, hey, can I have you know can I get ten, he'll give you a hundred, you know, I guess he's generous to a fault, so
2: yeah and you i you heard a lot of the stories like every student of I've heard, I feel like everyone just talked highly of him. Um, yeah. For me to make that transition, and he was never like, I guess probably well trained. For him to last as long as he did and make an impact like he did, and people still talk about Mongo for better or worse, they still fucking talk about him. That Twitter account's great, by the way. Like what Mongo did. Well, I can't remember what it's called, but
1: yeah, I think that.
2: <laughs> I think he's severely underrated. I really, do, especially as a personality. He could. I mean, he he did. He worked his ass off to sell a match, right?
0: Yeah, look at the American Mels.
2: I know, I
0: know. You got Buffer. Scotty Riggs out here in these streets. This is for the
2: WCW Tag Team Championship. These are the challengers, obviously. Nick Patrick in the ring. Fired up Phoenix, Arizona crowd. See some Hulkamania stuff out there. In unison, but not dressed the same.
0: Nick uh, Patrick. one jody Hamilton the assassin uh Nick Patrick's dad I couldn't tell you that that's believe, definitely a I think, question I, I think that's Man, that's but, true we gotta do more watching <laughs> dude I love this shit look at Sherry coming out
1: young, Sherry Eric was, really, young Eric was really impressed by
2: Sherry
0: yeah I was gonna say she's about that action in 95
2: uh loved harlem Heat's gear here love the nasal strips
0: <laughs> and and a few weeks ago we gave away jerry rice uh autographed we did nasal strip yeah we did
2: actually we had a giveaway a couple weeks ago if you want to go ahead while this match gets ready to announce it
0: we we did uh before i before i left and everything went south there we had the warlord giveaway we had the elite seven what is that eighty seventy seven so one of them it's a warlord elite and the powers of pain shoot interview uh with an autographed leaf barbarian an autographed leaf warlord uh card that's also in the case and the winner is do you have the winner out
2: uh you sent it to me. I do. It is Eric McCurry at Eric underscore MC capital C U R R Y. We're going to go ahead and message you brother. Let you know. And
0: uh, yeah, man, enjoy the warlord. Congratulations, young man.
2: Got Scotty Riggs started off here. Stevie Ray, Stevie Ray. Another one severely underrated, right? Doesn't get talked about enough.
0: Yeah, he, uh, Bo Book, Booker T, you know, when they first kind of got there, I think Stevie Ray was kind of the catalyst. Mm-hmm. With Booker He's the T older T brother. Kinda, with Booker T kind of coming along, like, you could see the potential, but he hadn't really broke out yet. That right. came a little later. But, yeah, yep. Stevie Ray was your power guy. He was also the worker, right? He was, He, I mean...
2: Murker T got the hot tags and things like that, but Stevie Ray was the older, more, little more I don't know to say more skilled, but not as green worker. And just an older older, probably more mature guy at that point in his life, too. That I mean that family, them boys have been through some shit up to this point. Right. You know what I mean? Right.
0: Global Wrestling Federation. Yeah. Prison.
2: Right. Parents dying. I mean, it was rough, rough go at it, but I'm glad I'm glad we got these boys were on the right track we got the hall of fame tag team out of it
0: so and you could to me and this is a it's not a a far crazy comparison but they worked at kind of like the heart foundation yeah. where anvil was your your power guy and brett was your technician stevie ray was your power guy and booker t was kind of that explosive quick young uh offense
2: Young Young Booker T is a sight to behold, by the way. Yeah, I mean he, I mean he is quick for a guy exactly. that size, that build. He can move. I mean he moves. I've always thought he was just a little bit stiff at times. Yeah, but he makes up for it with his quickness, his facials. I mean, to me, he's well, there's your guy, Colonel Robert Parker,
1: <laughs>
0: the, the Tennessee stud.
1: Him and Sherry kind of have a thing going on here, right? Yeah, at this time, yeah. Which is great.
0: But uh, uh, Booker T, man, he, like said, he he came into his own. Uh, There was no stopping him. Like, he really, like, took off.
2: You could put Harlem Heat, as we're looking at them now, you could drop them into 2021 in any big-time promotion, and they would be what they are now. Or yeah. they could be what they were then. Yeah, Abs- I mean, their are is so clean and ages. So I've always been a huge Harlem Heat guy. I I've love, always loved the gear too.
0: Yeah.
1: Good looking matching gear. Oh, he gives her. Oh, he's trying
0: to take. Gives it. her the gift.
1: You got that well wrapped in some black paper. Sherry, your backs to the camera. We can't see. It's a ring. Look like a necklace. Oh, look at look at Colonel Rob. Oh, my goodness. What is going on? Sherry's the band <laughs> of the tag team. Right. Did they get engaged?
0: That was with that Clash of Champions.
1: It says in this gentleman's notes that they appear to be engaged. And, Big missed oh, elbow. Scotty Riggs getting out of the way. Booker T. I'm just fantastic. Scotty Riggs, great wearing awareness. Reaching out for the road right uh,
0: Grabbing the road Your
2: thoughts on your thoughts on Scotty Riggs. <laughs> I know there are probably deep elaborate thoughts.
0: There is. Uh I thought this this gimmick was good for him and Buff, I thought. Um, they were over for a little bit. They I even think they won the tag titles a time or two early okay. in '95. Um uh, then he joined the flock. He joined Raven's flock. Yeah. Later on, and I thought he did well in that. Like he's a that's good a, worker.
2: Well, I, I think of Scotty Riggs. That's what I think of.
0: Yeah, he's he's a good worker, like a good hand. He's an extra. Not doesn't have like that holy shit star appeal, Booker but. T's, good Booker worker. T's
2: pissed. Sherry left. He just tells Stevie Ray. They don't know what the hell's going on. Phoenix crowd looks like they have no idea what's going on.
0: Right? Look, Robert Parker's about to hit her with the hammer.
2: 95 Suns, December. You probably got a dominant Phoenix Suns team at this point.
0: 95-96
2: season. Let me go ahead and get up to 95-96 Suns. I guarantee that's probably the hot thing going on back then in Phoenix.
0: Well, two years removed from... uh in the NBA Finals appearance against Jordan and the Bulls.
2: Barkley, Mario Bennett, Chris Carr, John Coker, Michael Finley, young Michael Finley at that time. Cedric Sabalas. A.C. Green, Kevin Johnson, Joe Klein, Danny Manning, Elliot Perry. I remember Elliot Perry on NBA Jam. Wesley Person, three-point sniper. He was a great Cavalier. Wayman Tisdale was on that team. There's A.C. Green right there. there. (laughs)
0: You had your head down. <laughs> I did. I was trying to get this
2: shit back up. I'm sorry, AC Green out there talking shit though. What's he fired up about?
0: That's what he's he's hype over uh, Harlem me. So all I've really seen Scotty Riggs do is a sunset flip, and he's done it three times this match.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's, the ghost. That's the
0: go-to. <laughs> you you know. Fucking- You think they were fucking with him? Like, we're going to whip you in Sunset Flip.
2: (laughs) WCW maybe not always known for their stellar matches and finishes and things like that, but but they're out there celebrating. Now Harlem, He getting
0: cocky. 110th Street, Harlem, New York.
1: (laughs) With with Texas accents. Right. (laughs) I always enjoyed that. Oh. Oh, look at this. What's this youngster doing? Oh. Eight to knee. Booker T.
2: moving well. Got the cameraman on the outside right there. Buff back. trying to get his team going.
0: Working the apron. See, a lot of these youngsters don't know about working the apron.
1: They don't. Young bucks do that well.
0: Hot tag.
2: By the way, as we watch this, shout out Sammy Evans for uh, gifting me a couple T-shirts. A yeah, Brian Pillman t shirt, which is amazing. He's like, I don't know if you'd like the Pillman. I I'd love it. That's an absolutely amazing shirt. And a very, very, very dope Young Buck shirt that basically
1: is just lo- looks like an early nineties shirt, which you know I love.
0: he got me the Bobby Eaton and I was geeked.
1: He did. That was
2: an amazing shirt.
0: I didn't I didn't even look at the rest of the box. I just put the shirt on. I was like and it went out. I was like, that's I was like, that's sweet. He's
2: like, you think Barry like a Bobby Eaton shirt? I'm like, I'm positive Barry would like a Bobby Eaton shirt. The Harlem hangover right there. Yeah, so it says here, NBA AC Green also gets in the act, gets in a verbal exchange with Booker T. Despite the distractions, the Heat are able to avoid losing the titles to the males in the second nitro on a second nitro episode. With Stevie Ray catching Bagwell and he tries to drop kicking, putting in Booker T, the Harlem hangover. Um, uh, this guy gives the match rating two stars. Love the nasal strips.
1: <laughs> Guy in the front row. AC Green wants that smoke. Look at him, sir. You're up, a Christian. Ne- man. Up, up next,
0: Sting and Kurosawa.
1: There you go.
2: Surfer Sting still at this point.
0: You see, I I've, I've posted today a picture I found. It's amazing. You know, I the sting, like Cam- I look like my Cam- uh-huh. boy. That look like Kimmy. Cam- looks like me, dog. Yeah, like me. but start, that shirt starting
1: start
2: to grow out the black hair a little bit. Here we got an interview segment with Mean Gene, Lex Luger, and Sting. Sting's on the black and orange face paint, got the hair uh, combed back, but you can tell he's grow He's just starting to grow it out at this point, right?
0: Yeah, and Luger is noticeably leaner, coming off the steroid scandal. Yeah, <laughs> and WWE. He, Still, cut. Still looks like an animal, though. Right. Still a million dollars, but uh yeah, noticeably smaller. And I, oh, every time I see Lex Luger, I never get this this picture out of my head of him pulling into Spartan Stadium, and his fucking quads are so big, he's got a waddle, like to the locker room from the where they parked, and In in comparison, he's walking with Scott Steiner, who he's (laughs) way bigger than at the time, just for context. That's
2: (laughs) insane. Well, back then, too, that's a different Scott Steiner than what we know Right.
0: That was Frankensteiner, Scott Steiner, who was an animal. I mean, he's still a fucking animal.
1: You know, I hate that school up north, but I like the Steiners.
0: Yeah. They it was them, uh the Steiner brothers and Lex Luger rode together.
2: Hey, give me this three give me this Elite Three pack, by the way.
0: Right. Mean Gene with fucking Sting and uh Lex Luger.
1: St- I'm sure Luger's got an amazing promo.
2: Luger says I- Sting
1: should be
2: so it says here, G. Oakland interviews Sting and Lex Luger. Sting lets Luger know if he wins the world title tonight, night, that he'll have to go through him at Starcade. Luger says Sting should worry about him in the triangle match at Starrcade if they do have to meet. This segment recapped the obvious and was not necessary. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean. Solid notes, man. I love it.
0: Right. This this dude's on top of it. This whole segment's not necessary. Amazing. They're just giving them TV time.
2: And we know that Luger's Luger's taking on Randy Savage in the main event tonight for the uh, WCW World Heavyweight Championship. Sting starts to walk to the back like he forgets he has a match and then turns around (laughs) and starts walking back to the ring.
0: (laughs) He's got the Bengals uh, face paint on. He does, in
2: Phoenix. Well, I think he went with the orange and black for Phoenix. Okay. You know, we're in Suns country. They got Joe Klein and Elliot Perry on the team this year.
0: Wesley, Wesley Person, baby.
2: Wesley Person was on the squad. Kevin Johnson was on the squad. They had yet to. Well, I guess Jason kill was in Dallas at this point. Yeah. That, that trade hadn't happened yet, obviously. Sting goes over and shakes AC Green's uh, uh clean hands. All right. Notable NBA, notable virgin in the NBA culture. That was his claim to fame: consecutive games and virginity. <laughs> I'm not which both in the NBA are amazing feats.
1: <laughs> right. Look at Kurosawa. Looks this fantastic. Guy.
0: I think he'd get over today.
2: Colonel Parker is supposed to come to the ring of Kurosawa, but he's preoccupied with Sherry.
0: Okay. Do you see the Sting changed. do you see the Sting rule sign in the background on there that was in the background? <laughs> That was off a printer back in the day. That was yeah, they run, hold it up like fuck. that. Yeah. N- nostalgia.
1: Sting looks great. It's got long black pants on with red. I can't tell with the color if that's
2: like orange yeah, or red. It looks to be red, red. With a scorpion on the right leg. Giving some woos to the crowd. Getting the crowd into it. Still surfer Sting right here. But this is kind of a weird phase in Sting's, in Sting's career.
0: Yeah. Kind of the
1: in-between.
0: Yeah, he, he wins... Does he win, like, a U.S. title or something in 95? Like, he was just, flo- like, floundering there for, for this kind of period of time.
2: Right. Which, you know, you bring in Hogan, you bring in Savage, you have Flair there, you have, you know, all that shit going on. So... You know, that uh, Hall and Nash are still in WWE at this point.
0: Right. They're getting, well, they're still, uh, what, six months away from debut.
2: This is a big transitional phase for WCW in general, I think. Yeah. Right? You just you just started doing Nitro. You're going head-to-head with Raw, who's taped every other week. You're doing a comparable number to them every week at this time. But you don't have, like, anything enormous going on. Right? That And that's going to come. It's going to come in July the next following year, but till then, it's just, you know, still the WCW that I remember as a kid. Just not, you know, just the other the other show. You watched it, obviously, more than I did. I was more of a WWF kid. You're out there yeah. sporting Sting shirts at school. I would have never worn a WCW shirt at school when I was a kid.
0: Dude, nobody fucking, like, when I saw it, I was like, holy shit, I remember that shirt. Mm-hmm. And I was like, if I could find that shirt now, it's Three four hundred bucks.
2: <laughs> yeah, I not a lot of wrestling shirts as a kid. Uh, my parents weren't wrestling fans at all. Obviously, they didn't really like it at all. So, uh, and I, you know, we were so in the sports that, like, I just, you're a kid, you know, you get a choice, and I was like, well, I'll take you know, the 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 Cleveland Cleveland hat as opposed to the figure or whatever.
0: Well, and and even thinking in this way, how poorly marketed wcw was at that time and that's like 90 uh i'd have to look at that that's like 92 93
2: and literally the only thing i really knew from wcw was i would i might watch it on saturday night here and there a sting gets the win with the scorpion Deathlock. but it was mainly from like pwi yeah like the magazine I, i would go to like the pharmacy as a kid you know local pharmacy they had all the magazines and you know, that's, that's when you see, like, the bloody Ric Flair on the cover or whatever, the bloody sting. And I was like, whoa, this is different than WWF. But I never really, never really watched it. I think that if I was my age now, at this time, if you watch Raw and you watch this, I think if I was 41 years old in 1995, I would probably be watching
0: this. With referee Randy Peewee Anderson.
1: There it is, yeah. Your voice. Now, you grew up a little more of an NWA fan than the
2: territories and things like that. So, for you, it was just natural to watch WCW, right?
0: Yeah. I I mean, I would watch them both. Um, but, yeah, I was a Ric Flair guy. Always was. So, it look at him promoting here.
2: Promoting New Japan. Yeah. For K 95. That's fantastic. Live Wednesday, December 27th on pay-per-view. Ah, you know, I'm just going to float it out there. I'm not saying we're going to do it.
1: Maybe a Christmas watch-along. Okay.
2: Three hours, so that's a big ask for us. Look at this.
1: Okay. Benoit
0: and they're promoting Saturday.
2: They're promoting Saturday night, and it was Disco Inferno versus um, Johnny B. Bad with Kimberly. Here's my hot take. I think Kimberly, of all the women in the history of pro wrestling, Kimberly's done it more for me than anyone else.
0: Ooh. Well, Stacy Keebler, for me, was all she was. That's a the, subjective
2: thing. Anybody can call me yeah. whatever they want. Argue. I'm. I right, listen. I'll hear your Trish Status arguments.
0: I'll
2: hear like, your. You know, see, if you're that older. Was
0: never. I was never like Trish Stratus or Tori. Like, not that they ain't fine. And
2: this is like the most toxic conversation you're ever gonna probably hear us have is we see Scott Norton come in the ring.
0: Who is a fucking animal?
2: He's just enormous. He's just a, a just a wall of a human being walking
0: down the <laughs> ring. But uh yeah, Stacy Keebler was the fucking cat's pajamas for me. For
2: me, it was always Kimberly that that was my girl young eric was a huge kimberly fan um that next oh man i'm just gonna get deep i'm gonna probably get divorced if I, my wife listens to this that that girl next door look that smile and just the absolute body i mean she was and then i mean you talk about her parents and like the 40 year old virgin and things yeah. like that like amazing amazing beautiful woman Look at this. We got the Taskmaster, Kevin yes, Sullivan, and the giant being led down here by your boy Jimmy Hart. I know you have all kinds of thoughts here. Your boy Kevin Sullivan, right?
0: Yeah. I would have a fucking blast talking wrestling with him. Uh, uh, Sammy Evans told me he got to sit down with him and, yeah. and chat. And I was Which like is great. I was and he's like, dude, I thought immediately I should text you for questions. I was like, I had you.
2: So apparently Scott Norton's trying to get um a Flash nickname across. Well,
0: Which Scott Flash you... Norton was... Yeah.
2: But he's really trying to get it across here. Like, he's... I don't think Scott Flash Norton when I think Scott Norton. I know it exists about think it, you know what I mean? But he's yeah. really making an effort here, putting it on his tights. He's got colorful tights on, yeah. by his standards.
0: He's just a fucking wall. Like, yeah, and by all accounts, a a badass dude, you know.
2: Right. Uh, to me, he's built like a giant rhino. Right. <laughs> like rhino, like from ECW. Yeah. Uh, but this Paul White is next level athletic. Probably doing things maybe he shouldn't be doing. Still learning the business, very green. Jesus. I know he picked him up for a body <laughs> slam like he was abs like he was a feather. Which is incredible. Uh, you can tell that if you look at Paul White now, this is pre all those injuries. Yeah, he looks fantastic. They're really pushing the kind of the, the Andre.
0: Yeah. Him
2: at this time, which never really a fan of. Even looking back, but I mean, even the gear like Andre, because he's not working. He is working like Andre here a little bit, but there were times where he would leave his feet, go to the top rope. He's a lot more athletic.
0: But look at he, Scott Morgan fucking walking around with this dude with
2: him on his shoulder <laughs> for an atomic drop. That is something. <laughs> he says here he wows the crowd by giving the giant an atomic drop. That is that is impressive. Man, look at his triceps and his back. He is just
0: he's fucking an animal. Right
2: That's a rustler's wrestler right there, boy.
0: Arm arm wrestling champion too. I believe it. Yeah,
1: he, not, have, now, to me, the
2: Giant in 1995, where he was at in his career and everything, do you think he should be selling this much?
0: No. Especially when you're working with Hogan. Like, nah, I'm he not hasn't selling left, shit.
2: He hasn't gone on his back yet, which is good, but I mean, he's... Scott Norton had his way with him,
0: but I, I will say, I think he he respected the the veterans, and he he wasn't going to just squash you know Scott Norton.
2: And there, Scott Norton just jumped into a choke slam. That's a wrap. Pretty stiff match.
0: But I I expect nothing less out of that <laughs> out of those two.
2: That was fun though. I like that.
0: Yeah, and it wasn't long. Like there wasn't no, you know, like oh hey, uh, where they're working long enough where you see their mistakes and.
2: This was a little sudden. I thought show sold a little bit too much. That's just me nitpicking here in my office. Other than that, it was fun to watch. I mean, cool match for Nitro nineteen ninety five. Did you
0: see Nick Pat- Nick Patrick's face? He's like, oh,
2: yeah, <laughs> that was a little stiff. <laughs>
1: There he is, planting the chokeslam right there. Excuse me.
2: Yeah, I mean, December 4th, 1995, I was 15 years old. I was a sophomore in high school.
0: I was 13 in eighth grade, seventh, eighth grade.
2: Scoring about 12 points a night in JV basketball. Uh, Seeing some time in varsity here and there, 15 years old.
0: Dominating.
2: Not quite dominating, but I was, you know, was a small kid.
0: For a sophomore.
1: Getting ready to start on the baseball team, though, and go to the regionals. That's one thing that was happening for me. Good crowd
2: here in Phoenix. 6,000 yeah. 6, people got in for free. <laughs> Good for them. We got Gino with d- the ring. Who's he calling out right here?
0: Rick Flair, I just read his lips. Rick Flair, I can read his <laughs> lips. I did. I was hard to hard not to tell Rick Flair.
1: Uh oh. There's Charles Barkley. Bringing
0: out Sir Charles.
2: Got a Carl Connie T-shirt on, tucked in with some Carl blue tonight. jeans,
0: a
1: big old big old brown belt.
2: Some baggy jeans too. We know Ric Flair and Charles are close friends to this day. When Flair's going through all his health stuff a couple of years ago. Uh, apparently, Barkley was very involved, talking to him a lot, checking in on him a lot. Barkley looks in great shape. If you guys look at Charles Barkley today. Look at him back then. Cause this was this was
1: him dominant in the NBA.
0: He was a fucking animal in the in the league. Yeah. And he and he was about that action. If you, if you if you you wanted some uh, issues, Charles would oblige. No problems.
2: <laughs> the crowd loving this, though. They're all going nuts. Everybody, everybody throwing up the fours. Charles
1: waving. This is great. Wish we had the technology to track it like Conrad does. But I'm just going to kind of sum it up here
2: what our friend here has written. Oakland interviews Rick Flair, who comes out with Charles Barkley. Barkley puts over Flair as his pal generate a heel reaction. It would have been even better a year later if Barkley was ripped off his shirt to reveal a Houston Rockets jersey. Barkley ended up getting traded to the Rockets. That was that reference. Flair says that Sting and Lex Luger better watch their back because he might call up Barkley and become a four horseman. Since this is not leading anything, this was another wasted segment. (laughs) The
0: the young man does not like none of these segments here.
2: No.
1: He wants matches. I love it. Look at Mean Gene. Mean Gene's like mean what? Mean Gene's loving the... this. I'm sure Barkley and Flair went well, had a nice time after this too, right?
0: Oh, can you fucking imagine? No, I can.
1: Oh, I like would love that. Like
0: Barkley and his fucking prime and Flair and his.
2: <laughs> uh, we think of Flair's haircut right here. This like, is that weird face.
0: Yeah, well, I, I was never a, a short hair like Flair having short hair that just wasn't right
1: didn't make didn't make sense for you yeah
0: I think what do you say Kevin Sullivan said what are you gonna do cut make Mickey Mantle change his batting stance <laughs> when they told Flair he had yeah. to cut his hair
1: well they were gonna make him what a, a Spartan gimmick right that was Jim Hurt
0: that's the big super, issue
1: yeah. We always count on flair going off in these promos. Even in ninety-five.
0: But he, he repped Carl Cannai.
1: Did I
2: say it wrong? I said Carl Connie, didn't I?
0: That's Carl Canae. Carl Cannai. Fort Smith would have had you for that one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Little country kid out in Eastern Ohio. I wouldn't I wasn't wearing that.
0: No, I couldn't afford uh Carl I had that time. No, not at all. It was an
2: E. Remember it being an East Bay magazine, though? Yeah. The kids don't, I don't know if you all, they still, actually, I think they still have East Bay magazine. It was getting sent to my old house for a while. Still can't get over Bischoff's jacket here.
0: (laughs) When when, uh, WWE started getting sponsored by Lugs, that's when I went and bought some Lugs. Okay. And you would recall me lighting motherfuckers up enforcement in, in and basketball court.
1: Unbelievable. Nobody I think people think I'm exaggerating on telling that story. And I'm really not.
0: <laughs> and and that was a gimmick. I would people would see this chubby, husky, kid with glasses, and I'd just be like, dude, I'll play in jeans and boots. And they would fall for it. And that was a that was your first mistake.
2: I showed up there in peak <laughs> condition, probably not even wearing a shirt. Ready to give people the business. And I got you down there shooting threes from behind your head. Look at Luger coming out with Jimmy Hart right here. You got the you got the fire for the entrance, you got the flex going, like you said, noticeably leaner.
0: A uh a personal question. Okay. Is Jim is Jimmy still messaging you? Emailing you, trying to get in the wedding. No,
2: no, I, I don't know if I. I'm sure I've told that story, but I'll just refresh it. Uh, one of my friends, when I was getting married, to that process of you know setting up the wedding things and like that, he s- said, "Hey man, you should get a famous wrestler coming on your, come on, come to your wedding." I don't know how we landed on Jimmy Hart, but one of my friends emailed him, I think as a joke, and gave him my email address, and he must email me. Five seven times. Hey baby, Jimmy Hart's still available. Come to your wedding if you need so, which would involve me paying for fucking trans hotel Jimmy Hart coming. And no one in my family knowing who the fuck Jimmy Hart is. Uh Macho Man jackets.
0: Yeah.
2: This look at is that. from this is from his 91-92 era. We've gotten a uh ultimate figure with this. He this is a this is a rewear from his early WWF days from when he was uh retired his forced retirement and then came back this jacket is featured on the cover of I I could fuck this up don't get mad at me February or March of 1992 WWF magazine with him Flair Sid Justice and Hogan for the double main event for WrestleMania 8 That is yeah. definitely the jacket from that though that, that they made it an ultimate edition figure with that jacket
0: Yeah he, and all you had to do was change up the tights I mean right. to, Yeah. But that looks sweet. Like that him with that belt right there. That looks sweet, very colorful.
2: Definitely a look for three years
0: ago though. Yeah. For him. Definitely a
1: recycled look. The cowboy hat. Who is that chick behind that?
2: In the stands?
1: Yeah. I, I don't know,
2: Barry. Who was in the stands. I stairs? mean, I
0: thought I thought the guy <laughs> from the would have had no to that. Oh, that's
2: Robin. That's Robin. I know her.
0: (laughs) (laughs) If you you were in the crowd December 4th, 1995. (laughs) You might have made an effort to know her. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you're probably 58, 60 now. Because you're 25, 30 there.
1: This is a WCW championship
2: match with Randy Savage as the champion, obviously. This guy has records besides people's names, by the way.
0: I know, I've seen that, and I was like, is that really, like, their real records? I don't know if it's figured? their real
2: record, but he has Lex Luger at 9-3 facing Randy Savage, who's 22-4.
0: Well, Luger didn't get there until the first Nitro, of sep- so September of 95.
2: I think this might just be Nitros,
0: because
2: okay. he's, only, he's only reviewing Nitros. Mm-hmm. Not Thunders, not Saturday nights, just Nitros.
0: Well, it couldn't have Which been I believe that. he's done
2: all of Superstars, AEW, Raw, and Mid South.
0: Yeah, but Sav- you said Savage's record was what? 22 and 4. Yeah, so they'd only had 14 nitros at this point.
2: Okay, because Sting's 37,
0: 2 and 1. Yeah, so it has to be for the year of 95. Because they weren't.
2: They- Harlem Heat's 49, 8 and 3.
0: Yeah, because WCW wasn't doing many house shows in 95. Business was down. So that's about right. I mean, for TV and stuff.
2: Savage Lady, the punches like he can't. Excuse me. I'm, oh, it's late over here. Oh.
0: I know. Do you, th- do you think Macho did the fucking step by step process with Luger?
2: Oh, yeah, yes. Luger had five five pages of notes going on this match.
0: <laughs>
2: well, I guess the Macho Man hat thing, I guess, was a big thing. I forgot about that because they're selling the hats. Big phone ones. They yep. look stupid or hell.
0: Unless you have one now and they're fucking $1,000. Right.
2: <laughs> In fact, let's go on eBay right now.
0: Did Savage have staff or something? Because he's got that fucking elbow pad, like...
1: Oh, double accent! And he lays the elbow with the right elbow, too. Yeah. He is, uh, he's
0: on, t- he's on top of Luger here. He is fucking, like, taking it to him.
2: Yeah, well, he knows how to work as a champion, right?
0: Well, he's been there before. He's been to the dance. Man. Luke
1: Luger's just pretty much a striker here.
2: He's very stiff, not very athletic. He's such a football player.
0: Yeah, You can tell he played football. Do what? Worst punches fucking in the history of wrestling. Terrible. He would punch. He'd have his thumb out.
2: (laughs) What did you think of uh, Savage's punches, though? I always said very stiff, very uh, close in. Like he was driving his knuckles in the face, but you could tell it was his way of protecting the guy. As I'm doing it on an, on an audio podcast for everybody right. to see.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I thought Savage had good punches. To to me, the best punches. Uh, for
2: hold on, hold on, hold on. Time out, time out. You're a thousand percent gonna say
0: Jerry Lawler. Well, no. Really. The the best right hand I, and there's two. There's gonna be a couple here. The best right hand is Bobby Eaton. Bobby Eaton throws a fucking right hand that is fucking beautiful. And it sounds like it takes your head off, but but no, Lawler combination-wise, maybe, maybe best. But left hand, the sneaky left hand of Michael P.S. Hayes? Mm. Are you kidding me? I mean, the sneaky left of P.S.?
2: Here we get another Starcade commercial.
0: The <laughs> Is this this is before or after fucking North Korea?
1: Oh I don't know. I think know. they
0: went in like August or something of that year, didn't
1: they? Yeah, I or, think
0: it was yeah, it
2: was I was thinking maybe the year before, even, but I think you're right.
0: I was gonna tell uh, you.
2: you wanna hear maybe a hot take somebody to get mad at? Okay. Shitty punches? The Undertaker.
0: Oof. You're tr- you're trying to draw the fucking heat tonight, ain't you?
2: That little fast corner deal he does. Yeah, I've never and Shane does the same thing. Shane McMahon has
1: terrible punches too. <laughs> but yeah, but like, I think I think punch I think the punching is that's great right there. We're talking about punches that look beautiful. Punches is
2: definitely a lost art. I feel like it's something yeah. people get lazy about. I think if you had to be critical of WC or AEW, that's definitely a fair criticism. We've seen some, not just I I don't think it's exclusive AEW, but you know, people love to highlight that shit more. And I mean, just awful looking.
0: Another uh, guy that had fucking great punches, Dirty Dick Slater, from old back in the day, and Ronnie Garvin, Hands of Stone.
2: My favorite thing about Jimmy Hart is having a jacket made for each of his
0: wrestlers. Yeah. that's. I, can you imagine his fucking wardrobe?
1: I mean, he's done that forever. That was just... I Do not you think he would have got a jacket made for a wedding?
0: I don't, That would have been cool. I would have loved it. But you'd have been like, Jimmy, I need that jacket. <laughs> you got to come off that coat, dog.
2: Have you seen Legends' house where he only eats like baked potatoes and beans or something like that? He has a very like peculiar diet.
0: The the dude fucking outsold he's outsold the Beatles at the peak. Yeah. With the gentry.
1: Savage working
2: the hold here. Nice little rest spot for the boys.
0: <laughs> and and they're five minutes in. Luke Sab- is blown up. <laughs>
2: Savage's got
1: hair like a rat's nest. He's almost bald. I'm sure he's spraying that in, too, right?
0: Oh, absolutely. And this is when fucking Rogaine was kicking. Remember, uh, the, they got the... WWE had the guy for uh, WrestleMania that year, 11. Yeah. It- I'm not just a client,
2: I'm a huge Macho
0: Man Randy Savage fan. This is very biased, but God Lee, he's just such a fucking worker, man. He is, he Everything. and he's drawing a match out Luger here. There
2: is no wasted movement by him at all. Here, he is quick, he's to the point. There's no
1: let up. It's It's hard to see through his matches, it really is. Baseball player, yeah. Athletic, skilled, great hand eye coordination,
2: quick on his feet, fast twitch muscles, baseball player.
0: Work the territories.
2: Work the territories. Comes from a wrestling fan,
1: second generation guy. This is, I mean, Luger's just doing whatever Randy tells him to, right here.
0: Right. <laughs> I follow,
1: mean, obviously.
0: follow me, kid.
1: And he's making he's going to make Luger look great. Oh,
2: the Savage working as a champion, being in control. Most of the match, I feel like this is the difference because I feel like at this time, WWF had a formula of their matches and they kind of all looked the same to me. So you got like a nice, like Bret Hart or Shawn Michaels match was obviously fucking art, but the other guys who were probably, you know, the ages putting the matches together to death, you know, you get the champion or the champion come out or whatever. Um, uh, he get the momentum, that he'll steal it, ride it out, come back, he'll get it back, come back again, win. Or screw over. Right. You know, but the but but the champion of the face, whoever you want to look strong, would always look strong in these kind of matches. Where WCW, you got Randy's been in control most of the time here. And it's been smart too. Obviously Luger, bigger, stronger. So Randy's gotta stay like you said, gotta stay on him more.
0: Yeah, he's trying to you know, the what they want you to see is, you know, he's making Luger work. Everything, he's got to earn everything. Mm-hmm. And it's wearing the bigger guy down to all the movement.
2: <laughs> Savage just takes a full swing at Pee Wee Anderson.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh, that's fine. Right. <laughs> Look at Luger selling the arm.
1: Yeah. yeah. I don't know what's going on with Savage's elbow there.
0: Yeah, so. Uh, Something. Oh, big clothesline.
2: He's got an elbow pad, like a football elbow pad you wear in the mid nineties, and just fucking just a bunch of athletic tape around that.
0: Yeah, I'm guessing he had staff or something like that, and they're probably he probably knew, like if I take time off, they're gonna take the fucking belt off of me.
1: Oh, that's the
2: worst axe handle ever I've ever seen. What is what is these axe handles that Luger's throwing?
0: Well, he's selling the arm. Oh, <laughs> big forearm right across the chest.
2: I forgot he was selling the arm. <laughs>
1: That's the weirdest way to sell the arm. Why not just use an elbow?
0: <laughs> Look at Jimmy. Savage fighting. Stay, You know, keeps coming.
1: Yeah, uh, absolutely.
2: Best double accident in history off the top rope.
0: Astericky Steamboat. Crushed Ah, his larynx. Yeah. (laughs) Mm. Oh, what a fucking running knee lift. Yes. (laughs) Missed him by fucking two feet. Poor Luger. I mean, uh, (laughs) wrestling matches
2: wasn't his thing.
0: (laughs) No. He would, every interview from when he got to fucking the NWA, WCW, every interview he took his shirt off. He he can talk and he can and he has a million dollar body. And he to his credit, he fucking parlayed it into a fucking multi million dollar career.
2: Absolutely. I'm not hating on the man one bit. He always found work. He made himself money. That's what you get in the business to do. But could have taken the wrestling part maybe a little more seriously. But even to his own admission, I believe he said that.
0: I love when they tell the Brody story and he's like, I, I mean, I was scared for a minute. <laughs> I was like, yeah, until you fucking hopped the cage and got in your car and left.
2: I saw him make a joke about that on Twitter, I feel like, recently.
0: Yeah, not, the, not the guy I'd be wanting to play around with. <laughs> Man, six thousand people here for free. Right, to watch Savage Luger. Main event.
1: Hour long show. Some guy holding up a shirt that he bought at the merch stand looks way too big for him. Oh Those big foam hats. I can't get it. I couldn't find one on eBay. I did look it up.
0: No well then and that lets you know they're expensive.
1: Luger fucking it up. I found one. Okay. Not sold.
2: Vintage Rare 90s WCW Macho Man Rain Savage foam hat. Oh, yeah. Guy had it for $130. He took 40% off. Now it's $78. Buy it now with $35 shipping. It's got 25 watchers. It is in not the best shape at all. Wow. Nah, it's not Uh-oh. terrible. It's got a few chew marks on it. But... Crowd's on their feet. Oh. Here's the big elbow.
1: What's what's going on? Where's the ref?
0: He got knocked down.
1: Well, now Jimmy Hart's about to get knocked out.
2: Right. You guys will know a little kayfabe. Uh-oh. I just step, step away and pour myself a glass of wine. Here comes Flair. Got the nuts. Uh-oh.
0: Crack. What a punch right there.
2: Struts.
1: Jimmy Hart loving Ric Flair right now. As Jimmy Hart works his ass off to fucking pull Luger over to the cover. A little too close to the ropes here for my liking for that, but we'll see. Uh-oh. There's oh, no, you're a Brother,
0: brother. As
1: we see a
2: 165-pound Hulk Hogan walk down the ring.
0: You, brother. No
1: mustache. Right. Wow, he's thin.
0: Coming off the steroid scandal as well.
1: Oh, well, he catches up to him. Flair got dress shoes on, man. Uh-oh. Hogan asked the crowd, do I, do I lay it on him? What am I doing here?
0: Oh, but look, he saves Macho's title. Oh. Oh, they call
2: him a DQ right here
0: sacrifices. Jimmy Hart. Jimmy Hart over the rope and
1: takes very good care of him. Yeah. Uh-oh. The double
0: knock and knocker.
1: Well, he kind of threw
2: Jimmy Hart in Hogan's in Luger's chest.
0: Right. Oh, look at this. Oh, Sting
1: taking one on the head for his buddy Luger. Hogan's winding up to hit Luger. Sting jumped in. Oh, He's no. H- 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 Hogan rips off the shirt. Got the big cross necklace. on.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say his ten thousand dollar necklace.
1: As that guy holds up a shirt of a radio station.
0: Look at all the huckster merch there.
1: Everywhere. Is that As how they commercial? They go the, come how back. they
0: went off the air?
1: No,
2: they went to commercial. Oh, they
0: come back. Okay. You
2: got Savage celebrating the ring with Hogan. They must have made amends during the commercial break. I don't know why Sting's holding Hogan's t-shirt. Very weird scene going on here.
0: Traded jerseys.
2: So what it says here is, after the bell, Hogan beats up Luger and Hart and accidentally decks Sting. Sting gets in Hogan's face while Savage plays peacemaker. After the commercial break, Erklin interviews Hogan, Sting, and Savage. He tells Hogan that he touched another referee that might get him heavily, might get him a heavy penalty but Hogan does not care that he is on probation. Sting reiterates that he is on Hogan's side for the umpteenth time that he's trying to straighten out Luger. Sting makes a good parallel to how Hogan sticks by Savage so Hogan should quit attacking Luger, who is Sting's sidekick. Hogan demands that Sting keep Luger out of his face, neglecting the fact that he is the one to interject himself in Luger's business and not vice versa. In terms of character, Hogan is acting like a big prima donna here. Since when, he, <laughs> since when is he Sting's daddy? He gets to tell him who can he can associate with. Of course Sting humbly agrees to do Hogan's bidding and keep Luger away from him. A promise that will be likely hard to keep. <laughs> I love this the
0: write-up. Yeah, I was going to say, this guy's got a good takes.
2: As they sort everything out in the ring here, means Sting's got his back to the hard camera. Savage looks perplexed.
0: I was going to say, now this is a crazy thing about this. It is. Fucking Savage is your world champion. Mm -hmm. And your focus in this whole fucking mess is Hogan and Sting. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Like, like, put the focus on your fucking champion. Like, I always
2: felt like Savage, that was his thing in WCW. I felt like he was always a transitional champion.
1: Yeah. Like, always lot.
2: a lot of value in Hulk Hogan in that promotion. Well, the, you know, like WWF did, it made him a lot of money.
0: Yeah, well, Hulk turning heel you know was all worth it, but I think Hall and Nash and you know, honestly, I I think you could have threw Sting in there as the third guy and got just the same fucking results. See, I disagree.
2: I think that Hogan was just so much Okay. At that time, when you talked to your grandma, well, not your grandma, because she knew, but another (laughs) grandma, and you would say, I'm going to watch pro wrestling, almost instinctively what do they always say? It's fake. Is that the thing Hulk Hogan does? Oh, It's always that Hulk Hogan thing. You don't really hear that sting thing. right? So Hulk Hogan is the absolute Babe Ruth. I would say he's more the Michael Jordan at this time, as far as like Popularity associated with 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 a uh, with the sport,
0: right? But then you're going, you know, six seven months later, he's really like he's cooled the fuck off. By when he turns heel, like that was a career saver. Yeah, absolutely,
1: absolutely, it was. I'm not arguing, not,
2: but I think that his impact on the NWO made it right. so much. That's what made people turn the channel. I don't know if Sting would have made WWF fans turn the channel. True. Maybe. True. Possibly. I don't know if Nash and Hall were enough to make a WWF fan be like, oh, I want to watch that. No, they saw a guy who was the best they ever saw, What they, you know, best they ever do it, what they saw, now on the other channel leading a group with guys who were there. Before, so I think that to me was the appeal. I've always disagreed with that. Always, oh Sting would have been just as good, or oh so and so. No, to me it had to be Hope. Maybe Savage. I was gonna say
0: you could somebody with a WWF tie. I guess that's
2: the big yes, that's the big that's the big denominator there. But maybe Savage, but he's more Scottie Pippen,
0: right? So you could. But I I think at that time with Nash and Hall coming in they were hot like fucking so people hot were like holy shit they're there and really believed they were like just coming over there to fucking <laughs> to take over
2: so, so that match last match lasted 13 minutes and 56 seconds uh Holman gave it a three star rating
0: okay LS Cisco I can S. <S. <S.> dig S. S. <S. <S.> it Cisco. What was Mongo's dog's name again? Was it Pepe? Yeah, that's it. Was it? Yes. That was it.
1: That was they it. That was, was the show. There. Forty-five minute long show. Uh, I really enjoyed that, Barry. We need
2: to do more watchalongs. I don't care if people. I, like- I
0: agree. I think. I think once you know, it, it opens up our discussions. It brings up stuff, you know, kind of nostalgia shit from that time frame. I mean, we talked about a lot. So I thought I thought I I love them.
2: We'll go ahead and do some shout-outs and get out of here. Uh first shout-out. I'm just gonna keep mine very quick because I know you probably have longer ones than I do. Uh Jeff and Scott over at Fully Posable, Chris and Marty over at Boot to the Face. Uh Breaker and Bane over at the Power Hour. Breaker also has this show. You know it's fake, right? He has Steve Fontis from PPW Podcast. I, okay. I think i just last name I'm so sorry Steve I love you brother And also Steve and Eric over the PPW podcast They do the retro stuff so 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 well Justin Summers over at Wrestling uh, Cheers Drew and Caitlin over at Tales to Me Estate Travis Fowler and Breaker the TV Toy Cast All the Ohio players Sammy Evans, Dobro um, Ray out there in SoCal Ray I know he's Asshole Ray I don't want to call him that He's still SoCal Ray to me uh, Deontay God I love that I love that kid I fucking love Deontay. That's like one of my favorite motherfuckers ever. Um, Shadow, Uncle Steph, right? Okay. He's all the shit too. So love all you guys, man. Thank. You. I mean, we took a couple weeks off, and having people reach out, RJ over at Ringside Rant. I'm so fucked. Yeah. I, mean, I feel like I may leave somebody out. You guys are all we love you guys so much. We love this community, and uh, I missed it. And Barry, I missed uh, I missed doing shows with you, man. I'm glad to be back
0: yeah same here again i want to thank everyone that reached out text called um dobro um mike the cleaner he texted me several times um breaker breaker and bane both um i listened to their shows my goodness uh jeff and scott uh drew and caitlin wrestling toy tracker um just man, everybody that took time out, you know, like I said, Travis Fowler, hell you mentioned damn near everybody, but Haddock's boys, Had Nick Haddocks, fucking just again, everyone. I thank you guys so much. Um just one step at a time, man. It's it's a process. You know, like I said, it's it's never uh never over. You know, you never expect something like that to happen um but when it does it's it's very very humbling uh to see who has your back you know to who you know who was there who stepped up i got to spend time with eric i love i always love doing that uh lily rachel got to see everybody um definitely amazing appreciate it and you can follow me on twitter at bfrost28 eric Drop their credentials, sir. You can
2: follow me on Twitter at EricBrown740. But we'll always follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok by searching at Doing a Favor. Get our shirts over at WhatAManeuver.net. I'm actually wearing the Husky throb right now in honor of the homie. So I've had it on for a while. So thank you guys so much. I love doing this. The watch-alongs are one of my favorite fucking things to do, and probably you guys are probably gonna see more of them just because we this is we we love the nostalgia. We love going back in time and it's 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 just really fun for us. Don't be surprised you see more of these pop up.
0: Absolutely. And with that, good night and God bless. Yeah. Peace. It goes 1 2 Three into the foe. Eric, I'll bury up with ETF, and that's for show If you don't come correct, you get your ass fold. So
2: take a minute and chill until the next episode. Doing the favor, always bringing the heat. That's why
0: Barry got your girl doing legwork in the sheets. My dude Eric holding down for the streets. Them Ohio players got the ears to the beat. Gotta say that we appreciate
2: the time. Whether you're on the job or trying to unwind, just a few more days until we're back live. Yeah, we'll be your lifeline. I know you feel me on the mic with the flavor. Let it marinate in something to savor. We ball so hard, this is a layup. Until the next time, doing the favor.
0: Yeah, doing the favor. Doing the favor. Doin' uh, doing the favor. Until
1: next time, do me the favor.